Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon and uh, welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions uh, this afternoon, so give me a call. Had a little bit of technical difficulties on my computer today, but uh, I think we got them worked out, so we're ready to go. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number, and there is a dedicated texting line. We use those texts uh, when there are a lack of phone calls, so uh, if texting's uh, something you can do and you're in a safe place, that's a dedicated texting line, 720-336-0897, and... I always flip over to look at those uh, when I am wanting to fill some time. I'm going over there right now to see uh, in my live box uh, what is there. So nothing in my live box, 303-690-3000. Yesterday at Calvary Church, we um, tackled a very difficult topic uh, because of where we are in our text. Uh, If you're not familiar with our style of ministry, you know there's a lot of different styles of teaching and ministry that churches take on, uh, which really makes a church unique in many ways. And our style of ministry is something known as expositional teaching. And that's a fancy word for we teach the Bible. Uh, We don't simply teach from the Bible. We don't simply take a verse and jump off into a 30-minute pep talk or self-help talk. It's we take the Bible, we interpret the Bible, and then we teach the application of the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. Uh, Some Calvaries even say they simply teach the Bible simply. Um, but some sections of the Bible aren't so simple, so I don't know if, how, how simple we can get it sometimes. And so we are in the book of Daniel. Daniel's known as a prophecy, book of prophecy. Um, it's actually a t- twofold, really. It's a book of prophecy and a book of purity. And because it's named after Daniel, you know, many people think that uh, he's the center stage, but he actually isn't the center stage. God is on center stage of the scriptures. The book of the, the Bible is about God. It's not about man, and it's not about the men and women that he's used. So we've been studying through, and we've come to a man, another man in the uh, unfolding story of this historically accurate uh, story of the captivity of Judah by Babylon. And we've come to a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. And one of the things you learn about Nebuchadnezzar is he was a violently angry man. And that is to be expected from unbelievers, uh, for those of those men and women who uh, do not want to live for Jesus, don't believe in Jesus, maybe atheists, agnostic, 
different categories um, of people that are disconnected from God. Anger is to be expected, not from everyone, but from those that have anger, it shouldn't surprise us. However, angry, anger doesn't go away when you're born again. Uh, it doesn't, it, it's part of, it, the Bible says it's a part of your flesh, your old sinful habit patterns. So we dedicated the night to this topic of anger, and I titled my message, How Do I Deal With My Anger? And if anger is an issue for you, email me, and I will send you a link to the Bible study. I will also send you a link to uh, a couple of book resources, um, a free pamphlet, and a resource that um, will help you in this area. But this is a big issue. It's the probably anger, uh, flipped out anger, uh, is probably one of the most excused, um, uh, one of the probably the most uh, popular sin that's justified and excused by believers. And I don't mean just popping off and hitting someone or punching a hole in the wall. I've received some really nasty, bitter emails from believers, from the pastors even, that, I mean, come on. And it's justified. It's just like, well, you know, it's just telling you how I feel. Just, all right, all right. Well, it, it is a... Uh, these outbursts of wrath and wrath and this, you know, anger, bitterness, resentment, frustration, unforgiveness—they all are intertwined, actually. Uh, and this Bible study is now a part of a series that I've titled in our church, "Free from Our Past." Be, if you want to be free from your past, you got to deal with your anger. And this intertwining of your flesh, whether it's screaming, yelling. We talk about what parents do with anger, thinking that you're, ki- you're raising your kids because you're raising your voice. You're not. Um, so in 45 minutes, we did the best that we could to just lay a biblical foundation, not only of the sin of anger, but the solution for anger. And if that's an issue for you, you've got to listen to this study. Uh, it's an important one, and it, it, it just can't be excused any longer. Um, you know, I, I came across this phrase. I've adopted it now. Um, bitterness, and I could say anger is the same, is is like bad breath. Everybody knows you have it, except for you. You refuse to admit it. And God wants to set you free. 303-690-3000. Text question. Is the NCV version as trusted translation like the NLT? I am not familiar with the NCV Uh let me see if I have it on my computer. I'm not familiar with that one, but my initial um, thought, it's the New Century Version. It's an English Bible. I do have a copy of it on my, um, on my computer, uh, and I don't. It's New Century Version. It's a Thomas Nelson. I'm kind of flipping through to see the beginning notes <clears throat> and see what they have to say about it. Um, whether it is a translation or a paraphrase, because that's the first thing. Um, it's an easy translation, accurately communicates messages in the original languages. Um, I, I'm just going to suggest to you, I, if you're choosing between NCV and NLT, I'm going NLT. Uh, if you want a more accurate word-for-word translation, uh, ESV, New King James, um, a more wooden, like real stiff word-for-word translation, the New American Standard Version. Uh, And uh, 
uh, NLT. As a matter of fact, last night in a Wednesday night service, I taught the whole message in the NLT uh, for the first time because I find that the language is much more relatable and relevant. And I study with the original languages um, with tools. I don't I don't know the original languages, but I have tools, and I rely upon the New King James, uh, the ESV, and the NLT when I'm studying. And then I can right-click a word and get the actual Greek language. But yesterday I taught the entire message with the NLT, and I thought thought it was very relatable and very good. Uh, It was very challenging for me as a pastor because, you know, pastors uh, have a tendency not to want to change. Um, And um, I don't want to—I don't want—I want to—like the ministry at Calvary here has become um, more and more the highlights. You know, the vision of our church is evangelism. And that means we have a responsibility to win, disciple, and send. And and we want to do everything short of sin to reach those that don't know Jesus Christ. And so it's fun trying new things. So I would go with the NLT between those two. 303-690-3000. We're going to go right to the phone lines. Thanks for calling Roxanne in Parker, Colorado. Roxanne, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. How can I I help you? Oh, no. Do we have a big delay? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I would like to ask for prayers for my family and my son, Bradley Bennett, who was hit by a car with a traumatic, severe brain injury, and he's in not very good condition, and uh, we just need a lot of additional prayers from our prayer families from afar. Okay, I'm going to pray for you. And you know, my son, although he wasn't, uh, it wasn't a traumatic, I mean, it wasn't a, a car accident. My son suffered severe traumatic brain injury. And, and I want to give you, I, I want to speak into your life a couple of things. Number one, and I know, I know as mom, you're not going to do this, but don't lose hope. Don't in any moment along the way, lose hope. And secondly, don't listen to the negativity that may come through the professionals in the hospital because they deal with this all the time, but they're not always the most encouraging. Uh, they, and it's not on purpose. You know, you medical professionals, I'm not speaking against you, but I know that the kind of words that were shared demoralize and, and just keep your eyes on the Lord as we pray for your boy. And we pray that God would do a, a miraculous work in him and that you, the champion, of his life, his mom would be the cheerleader of hope for everybody that's surrounding him. And Father, we do pray for Bradley in his weakened condition. First of all, we want to thank you, God, that he's alive. He's 100% alive. And I pray that you would heal his his brain and it would slow down and begin to heal itself, Lord, that you would begin to bring his bones together uh, that have been broken and that you would infuse the doctor, surround him with doctors that are hopeful, surround him with maybe even God put a believing doctor in in the mix that might be able to speak hope and truth into the situation. I pray for Roxanne and the fear and anxiety that she's feeling, uh, that you would stabilize her and strengthen her and We pray, God, one day I want the opportunity to see and talk to Bradley personally and encourage him as he walks victoriously 
through this tra- this tragedy. So I pray for him, Lord. I pray for all the situations surrounding him, and I pray that by faith, in hope, Lord, in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. You're welcome, very, Roxanne. Very much. Please, please stay in touch with us, okay? I will do that. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Bye bye. You know, I know some of you listening in also have chronic pain. I was talking to a sister last night at our church, uh, just really dealing with some chronic uh, pain and some things in her family. Uh, Generationally, it just seems like, you know, and it doesn't let up. I mean, that's, and especially when you're in the hospital, I think of my my friend Steve and his wife Chisa and the kids. It just, the medical condition just doesn't let up. And, And it's scary and it's dangerous. And and I, I want you to know that, that even though you're feeling, even though the feelings are hard and difficult, I'm praying that you would remain strong in faith and that you would remain hopeful, that your eyes would be firmly fixed on Jesus because he loves you. And I, I know sometimes you might say, but Ed, you don't understand, you know, I'm in a wheelchair or my, I, I can't get rid of these headaches and, and um, you know, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that your body's breaking down and that it's hard. Um, I pray for God's touch in you to heal you. And I know Paul, when he cried out, the answer wasn't actually even healing. It was more of God's grace and mercy in his life. And we just don't have a solid doctrine or a theology of pain and a theology of suffering. As a matter of fact, what you see on TV sometimes implies that you sh- it's suffering and pain is all your fault, but it's actually not your fault. It's not a generational curse. It is the result of sin. Sin has wrecked humanity, and we've all been born with a broken body and a broken mind, and the only difference is, is the progression of that brokenness. And there is hope in the Lord, and, and you can function. You know, even Bradley, as he lays in a hospital bed, he is 100% alive. And I know he's broken, and I know he's hurting, and I know it's scary. But he, his mom loves him more than, more, uh, as much now as he's in the, in the hospital bed as they did before the, before the tragedy. And, and so I pray for strength for her. All right, let's move on to Jeff in Loveland, Colorado. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Pastor, for taking my call. And You're welcome. Appreciate what you do and your ministry. Um, I just had a question. I'm reading through uh, Luke. Um, it's let's see, it's Luke chapter 22 starts with verse 35. Okay. Um, about the supplies of the road or for the yes. road. Um, mm-hmm. So my question is that. Uh, you know, first he was mentioning, you know, don't bring a knapsack, and you know, you know basically, I'll, I'll prepare everything or provide everything you need. Yes. And and then he um, then he starts talking about, um, you know, but um, those who have a money bag and and knapsack and all that, bring that, and and if you don't have a sword, you know, sell sell your you know garment, buy buy them. Well, then at the end he says. Uh, um, this which is written must still um, still be accomplished mm-hmm. uh, for the things concerning me uh, have an end. And then he 
Um, and then his disciple says, well, look, we have two swords. And he said, it is enough. What is he talking about yeah. there? What's well, you know, you, you have the, by the time you come to chapter 22, you know, the cross, like you could even say the Luke 22 is, is in the shadow of the cross. And okay. Jesus is, is ready. He, he's about to leave them. And that is the, not only is it, not only will Jesus not be with them physically, but I believe God in human flesh knows ahead of time that the the departure, the crucifixion is going to be a very traumatic experience for the disciples. It's going to be very emotionally raw. They're going to have to face right. the the reality of Judas. They're going to have to. Uh, they're going to deny him. Peter's going to deny him in a big way. They're you know you know how it all unfolds. It's going to be super hard. And right. now toward the end, um, he's sending them out. Um, He's, he's rehearsing, right? He says in verse 35, when I sent you out before, you guys, you know, I sent you out with nothing, but now it's different. I'm preparing you for, for where, I, I'm giving you some practical advice of preparation for when I leave. You're going to, you know, take the money bag you have, get the knapsack, um, you know, get a sword uh, because it's going to get harder. Like I think there's a there's you. a sense of self protection, and the warfare is going to get harder, and the the persecution is going to get harder. You know, all of the, with the exception of Judas and John, all of the disciples died a martyr's death. Um, so the antagonism right. is going to get the spiritual warfare is increasing, and so is there. And, and I think verse thirty eight is just kind of one of those things that if you and I were walking with Jesus, we'd probably do the same thing. It's almost like, well, Jesus. Uh, you know, there's always those guys, right? You know, I've got one sword. Right. Let's take two. And he goes, look, it's okay. enough. Like, like it's to do it. Basically, I think, you know, if I was given an, if I was applying this, I would just say, look, there are these times where it's just enough to do what Jesus said. Don't add to it. Don't try to go extra. Just start with what he said and take the next step. And I think that really is what is, is being, he's preparing them for the cross He's telling by right. just by the fact he's sending them differently, he's he's establishing that he he's I, he's acknowledging it's different now. It's not in the beginning of the ministry. We're just and he's not using those words, but like that's that's what and they're responding. Right. We're ready. Let's do it. Um, but they didn't truly understand. Still, they really he's prepa- preparing them. But like you and me, we still don't understand. Like my friend just shared with me, you know, we don't know what we don't know, and. Right. And they, they, there's a lot that they don't know yet, but Jesus is still discipling them and getting them ready, and it's enough. And then they head over to the Mount of Olives, verse 39. Sure. So, so to apply that to our life, you know, like when when we're you know trying to follow after God and, and you know just allowing Him to um, provide for us, you know, I mean, I I don't know. It, it's probably not so much that take it literally that like okay, well, we should just like get rid of everything just let god do do everything for us and just we don't have to do anything i mean it's uh i think i think it's more like you know we just use the things that god has um provided for us already like our job and our um i don't know i'm sure there's other examples that he's given us but um just even our testimony so i mean yes that's that's true yeah yeah, and you know, I think you're as you're as you're reading this. You know, we just got to take it for the episode with the disciples. Um, we have to take it in the the reality of how Jesus is prepping them, and and I think the application for us is clear that 
you know, we need to be careful to follow the direction of Jesus. We need to be careful to listen to him. Uh, we need to be careful that, that I think there's a little bit of misunderstanding too in the disciples here where they're told to take a sword and perhaps their, their uh, conclusion was that the sword is what's going to um, be the tool for the gospel. Because Peter certainly thought that. Um, he took the sword into the garden and cut Malchus's ear off. And, and Jesus says, it's enough, it's enough. It's not going to be by force. Like, he, he, they're misunderstood, just like you and I do. We, we misunderstand so much. And instead of four more verses of, of Jesus explaining this, uh, he just says, it's enough, and they go into the garden. All right, I got you. Well, I appreciate it, and I'll let you get on to the other callers. I just, I just got done reading that, and I just, just wondered. Thank you yeah, for clearing great. that up. Yeah, great, great insight. Thanks for your question. Yep. Yeah, have, have a good day. God bless. Okay. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls. Uh, let's see. Larry up in northern Colorado. Larry, welcome to the program. Hey, Larry, you're on the air. All right. We're going to pray for his friend Shannon and an ill cousin. And then his question was, uh, about the message translation, is it good or bad to use? Uh, the message is a paraphrase, so therefore we have to read it as such. It is one man's interpretation of the scriptures, and therefore I don't believe it's a reliable resource to study. However, I do like reading the message. Uh, there are some ways that he phrased things that are really good, uh, and and so I use it um, on occasion. But I don't use it to study at all uh, because you know he's very descriptive, and it's only one man. It's not a scholarly work; it is simply a work of a man that wanted to make the scriptures easier to understand. Um, uh, his name is Eugene Peterson. I, I couldn't. I had to look at the. I have it on my wall here, Eugene Peterson, and and so just. Before you, you know, and so some would say, oh, you can't use the message at all, don't read it. But, you know, anybody sitting in a Bible study in a church uh, has a pastor that tries to make the scriptures relevant to today's society, and they do something similar that the message does. If you ever hear your pastor say, this is what this phrase means, this is what the definition of this Greek word means today, um, it's if anyone says, this is kind of a paraphrase of this, or this is my view of the text or how I see it, or your pastor says it would be better better written this way, they're doing the same thing. Um, so as long as we're rooting our, our view of Scripture from the original manuscripts, which we don't, we don't have the original autographs, but we have the manuscripts and we have Greek texts, and we have very literal translations. Again, once again, New King James, ESV, that's E as in Edward, the English Standard Version, and the New American Standard are are very good resources to have, and you know if you go to blueletterbible.org, which is a free tool uh, for Bible study, you know you can look up your original words yourself. But um, I would not teach from the message. However, I have used sometimes. I would read the text in the New King James and then use the message to elaborate. I've done that. I like it uh, for that purpose. And then sometimes I like reading it in my devos, especially the Psalms. Uh, I like reading it. Uh, in my devos because it just it's 
it's just a different, it makes, it provokes thought. And then I have my New King James Bible that I've used for 30 years. So Father, I just pray right now for um, Shannon and has an ill cousin and just a real, lot of difficulties. Uh, we pray, God, that you would comfort that family and help them and strengthen them and pour out your Holy Spirit upon them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, why opens lines 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, taking your calls, wide open lines. We are live today, and my name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here of Calvary Church. If you're just tuning in, I talked about the message that we taught last night on the topic of, of anger. So if anger is an issue, I taught a Bible study called... Um, how do I deal with my anger? And I want to share that with you. You can download our free app. It's there. Or you can email me. I'll send you a link with some pamphlets, some book recommendations, because God wants you to get victory over your anger and your bitterness and your frustration and your unforgiveness. It's just a plateau of freedom. So I know, Victoria, you're on the line waiting. I'm going to, because of the nature of your question i'm going to wait till the second half of the program so just hang on and i'll i'll pick up on the other end of um the break uh and we'll wait for the other lines to fill up 303-690-3000 give me a text as well 720-336-0897 is the number and if you want to email me personally uh email me at ed at edtaylor.org. Do not use .com. Use .org, O-R-G, ed at edtaylor.org, or you can go to my website, edtaylor.org, and you can email me through there. Um, and my website, we have a lot of articles there, Bible studies, things like that, that you, especially on the topic of grief, on ministry. I just launched a brand new podcast. It is, it is uh, very um, fruitful. Lots of people subscribing and listening in, and I'm honored. Um, and in that, I talk primarily about spiritual leadership and servanthood. Um, it's the, the, the podcast is called Lead to Serve, the number two serve. And basically, we just sit around a microphone and talk ministry together. Uh, we, we have a topic. I'm getting a lot of feedback of ideas for shows. So I'm, I just did, did, a, did a show uh, with the, uh, somebody's suggestion. And so you can link to that as well, and you can subscribe on, uh, I think it's on 10 or 11 podcast feeds, so you can subscribe to it. And every Monday, uh, it it gets dropped every Monday morning. It's part of our uh, leadership development here, our school ministry, and uh, so it's all tied together. Pretty pretty fruitful. Lots of people uh, tuning in, sharing it, picked up by a couple of uh, podcast networks, and... Uh, looking forward to the fruit of that so that we can build up men and women for this for for the work of the ministry that's the key the pastor's responsibility is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and uh, while I don't uh, know everything uh, by any stretch of the imagination I have been serving here for 20 years and and uh, are able to share at least what we've learned and um, through success, failure, um, you know, a, a lot of times when I'm teaching, 
uh, I'm teaching a couple different tracks. One is I wish somebody would have told me this when I started. And then secondly, um, I've learned this. I've come to this place today because of the mistakes I made yesterday. And if I can help you avoid my mistakes, then you can make your own. Um, but, you know, there's examples to follow, right? The Bible says uh, there's examples to follow and copy, and there's examples to follow and not copy. <laughs> and one of the things I think I just did is don't write nasty emails. Don't do it. You will regret it. Even, especially the emails where you're just typing and you are so confident. Everything you said, all the nastiness you said was just from the Lord. Nastiness is never from the Lord. Don't write that email. Pray. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to the second half. Wide open lines here on Calvary Live. If you're listening on Grace FM, you're listening to a live broadcast. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. If you're listening on Hope FM, Truth FM, or of course a podcast, uh, but specifically great, uh, Hope and Truth FM, uh, you are hearing this uh, uh, program one week after it was live. However, when you call in during the program, you're going to get a live host, and you'll be on the air live throughout Colorado, and then the cool thing is, is you'll be able to hear yourself on your radio station the following week. And we just want to always take the time to remind you um, that there is a delay for anyone outside of the Grace FM radio network. And, of course, if you're podcasting it, it's delayed because it's already aired. Um, but we're glad, glad that you've joined us. Welcome, you East Coasters. Welcome, you guys. Uh, I'm going to be up in Virginia not too long from now. Um, another opportunity to develop new friendships and relationships on the East Coast. Um, I am so grateful in the last five, six years that God has opened the door to develop so many new relationships uh, with believers on the East Coast, uh, and even in the Midwest. I had such a great time in uh, Kansas City and uh, St. Joseph, Missouri last year, and met, met a, quite a few. Uh, just unbelievable. That's the neat thing about the body of Christ. Um, friendships abound. And when you take the role, place of a servant, man, friendships abound. So um, welcome, East Coasters. And uh, I also want to and need to remind you that Grace FM is listener-supported, and we're asking you, I'm asking you to give financially to the ongoing work of Grace FM, and you can do that at gracefm.com, gracefm.com, or you can download our free app and download right on the app, and what would really help is if the Lord would allow you in your offering, not your tithes, but your offerings, to give uh, regularly, and now we've upgraded our giving. It's the, the the system is so much easier, so much cleaner, uh, and you can just hit there. You know, I wanted to give monthly. I want to give every two weeks, and every little bit counts. Don't think that twenty dollars isn't enough, or I can only give five dollars, or whatever it is. Don't think that we will use those resources. I just had a brother email me today that he's joining us in prayer about a, our station in Pueblo. Uh, we don't have one yet, so by faith. We've been wanting this for a long time, 
And so I had a brother just say, hey, he was writing some goals out for his life, and he took a picture of it and said, this is one of my goals, to help build a station to reach the prisons in Canyon City. Well, praise God. And so let's do it. Let's do it together. So if you enjoy the Bible teaching on Grace FM and... um, you know, support us directly. Go to gracefm.com. There's a donate button or a donate word up there. Click it. Set it all up. It's safe. It's secure. And we will use the resources. I, I was just told uh, we've got some work to do. I I saw a, a PO come through for some work we got to do on the station. So, you know, we're just a church. We're not a company. Like, we're not a radio company. So whatever you give will be used. 303-690-3000. Broomfield is where we're headed. Line one is Will. Will, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. What can I do for you, Will? Well, um, last night's sermon really sparked it in my head. And now I'm just, I think that maybe I've gone down the wrong road as a Christian and I haven't let things go. And so I just have, you know, a prayer request maybe get me on track and I can wow. kind of see my my anger spilling out to my son to yes. where he's starting to um, react like I would yes and I just um, I don't know I kind of had enough of it well that's a powerful testimony you share and I'm glad that you called because not only do I want to pray with you but I want to encourage you because as you're talking I'm reminded of that time where Jesus, declared, uh, excuse me, where Peter declared Jesus to be the the Messiah. Remember, he declared him to be the Son of God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I think that's the kind of experience you've just had. Through this teaching of God's Word, it became a mirror to your life. And as you were looking at it, you saw it with different eyes. You saw it with God's eyes. And now you're responding properly. Remember last night we said, first, ask God to search our hearts, and then whatever he reveals, to confess it to him. And that's exactly where you are. And God will honor you for this decision you're making. So let me pray for you. Okay. Uh, Father, I pray for my friend Will in Broomfield as he processes the the reality of the condition of his life uh, and wants to change. Uh, He no longer wants anger to be a controlling, prevailing emotion in his life. But rather, God, he lays it before you, asking for you to remove these bad habits of anger and even get to the root of why he's so angry and and what is it in his life, God, that you would help him to relieve the root of bitterness or the root of anger in his life. And I hear in his voice, Lord, a brokenness and a humility, and I even hear some regret in his voice, and I just pray you would remove that regret or condemnation from his heart that it's not too late for his boy and that he can help his boy change as you change him. And so I pray you would pour out your spirit in a powerful way on Will and that this call would be the beginning, the ongoing work of your spirit in developing him and putting more meekness and gentleness and taking down that level of outbursts of wrath, Lord, replaced with the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Hey, Will, email me because I, I'll send you some of the resources um, that the, like a couple of books and a pamphlet. So the pamphlet you can print out right away, but you can order those books on Amazon that are very, very helpful uh, when it comes to um, anger.
All right, I'll do that. Okay, bro. Keep stay in touch. All right, thank you. God bless. Right, bye bye. Um, Will's Will's call is really a confirmation of what I felt last night. Um, the the decision to to focus on Nebuchadnezzar's anger was actually sort of a last minute decision. As I was teaching, as a matter of fact, how it went down is as I was teaching the study previously, I just felt this impression in the pulpit to teach on anger, and then and then I, whenever I have that impression, I just share it with the church, and that obligates me. You know, when you make when you say something, it obligates you, and so I developed that message, and I'm going to refine it. And last night, as I was teaching it, I thought it was so important that I think I need to reteach it in our church, because on Wednesday nights we have Bible study. It's a little different than our weekend services; a little more intimate. We pray together. You know, we have communion together. Uh, when the cafe's built out, we hang out and have some coffee together, but in in true fellowship, talking about the things of God. Um, but it's only a, a, a portion of our church family. You know, a few hundred people. Uh, come out on Wednesday night uh, instead of the full three services that we have on our weekend. So I just felt like, man, the whole church needs to hear this, and a whole new audience on our live stream on uh, live stream and live Grace FM broadcast. So I'm going to reteach it uh, to our whole church and just like, man, it's so important. I just feel like God's like, not only is this the year of evangelism for our church, but it's also the year of release. God is releasing people. He is taking away the chains. He is removing bondage. He's And the Lord gave me a word for, for me personally and also for our church. And and it's not just, you know, when I share something like, we're the body of Christ. So you don't have to attend our church to be a part of the body of Christ. But like um, Isaiah was given a word from God uh, that in his day, God said, I'm going to do a new thing. <laughs> and the application uh, it's Isaiah forty three nineteen. Behold, I'll do a new thing, and now it will spring forth. And shall you not know it? I'll even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that that's the work. That's what God's doing in our church right now. He's doing it in my heart. He's doing it in our church. He's doing it on our staff. And it's a new thing. We, we can't stay stagnant and stale. We have to be new wineskins for the new work that God is doing. It's not the eighteen hundreds anymore. It's not the nineteen hundreds. It's not the seventies. It's not, uh, it's not, like, it's a new thing. And and yet it's the same old message, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. I love the work of God. He's so cool. Uh, 303-690. Oh, off to Maryland, Annapolis. Chris is on the on the air. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, uh, I have a question that I bet you... Uh, a, a, a lot of people have it. Maybe you've answered it before. Um, okay. But I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to ask the question uh, because I've been a, a, a Christian for quite some time, and I'm not quite into uh, the reading of Scripture uh, okay. proactive with that as I ought to be. I listen more. I'm more of an audio type of fellow, so I, I'm in it every okay. day, but, just, but, but we need to read it. So All right. my question is... When do you begin to read it? Where? Um, when you I'm open trying, the Bible? Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, what do you, yeah, what do you say? Okay, I'm going to start reading it, and this is where I'm going to start reading it from. I mean, I've tried Old, New, John, you know, he's pretty easy. You know, I, I've tried, mm-hmm. you know, Genesis. i tried Proverbs. You know, I've tried all these things, and and I just kind of just, it, and then I get disoriented, and then I, you know, 
I want to stick with it. What, okay. you know, where do we start? Okay, so when you say, before I answer that, when you say you tried, what do you mean you tried? Did you, so you said you tried the Gospel of John. What do you mean? Did you read it? Oh, yeah, I read the whole thing, but then I get, and then, and then I don't know, like, where to go next. Do we go systematically to the next book? Do we go back to, the, like, I'll listen to a radio sermon, say, Dr. J. Vernon McGee or something, I'll, I'll listen uh-huh. to him early in the morning, and when I'm listening to him, you know, he's jumping from, you know, uh, right now he's in Jeremiah, but, you know, before he was in, uh, in Chronicles, you know, then, I mean, yes. how do we do it at home? What okay, we, so uh, if, if for a, this is what I would tell, like, a, somebody that is just wanting to start out, kind of how you're answering the question. You want to start out, you want to stay regular. I would read it, I would read the Bible this way. I would start with John, then I'd go to Mark, then I'd go to Luke, and then I'd go to Matthew. And I would do that a couple times. And I would take my time reading through, and I'm telling you, I'd take my time. So John, I know it's not in order, but John, then Mark, then Luke, and then Matthew. For some reason, I can't hear you anymore. You uh, faded away. I, uh, yeah, I was saying I was saying that I know why you said uh, Matthew last. I mean, he's the most difficult, and, and so I, well, I now, understand that part. So here's the bridge, and so the neat thing about Matthew is, uh, once you, and, and I'll tell you the reasoning, because I think if you open the Bible anywhere, you would get something out of it. But if you started here, what you would do, and my whole goal in telling you to read in this order, the whole goal is to help you to know who Jesus Christ is. And those are the books that best describe the adult life and ministry of Jesus. And... By reading them in that order, Matthew will take you back and connect Jesus to the Old Testament, uh, and he'll. But but until you know, until you uh, the the normal way we read uh, is you know Genesis, which is easy. Exodus is easy. Uh, Leviticus is pretty hard. Numbers doesn't make much sense. Um, some of it does. Some of it doesn't. Deuteronomy, the law. You're like by then, it's it's very difficult without a teacher to really grasp all the how everything ties together and then you know then you jump into Joshua judges you you know you have Samuel i mean some of the narratives are pretty easy but for a person that's looking for understanding you know i would do what pastor chuck told us to do so when you start reading the bible you should have two books you should have a bible and one to help you understand the bible and the book i recommend to help you understand it's very simple it's called haley's bible handbook Okay. Haley's Bible Handbook, okay. and and it's 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 a it's a simple 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 commentary on the whole Bible, but it's real simple. And, and so when you have a question, you can open it up, and the and they quite they'll answer the question right there. It'll say, "Well, this is just a section where the people were numbered, and uh, it was important to number the people because that was valuable for can, the Jewish people." Can you can you spell that for me? Haley is a Haley with H. Yeah, it's H A L L. E Y. Okay, oh, uh, more like Howie. It sounds like it's spelled more like Howie. Because yes, hate. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. It does. So, um, that that is a very helpful book. Uh, okay. And if you're looking for a second book for introductory, just to give you a big overview of the Bible, a big overview, not necessarily um, 
Haley's goes, you know, chapter by chapter, but this other book uh, is is helpful to give you the big themes of the books of the Bible and how they, the time frame, the history. It's called Talk Through the Bible, T-A-L-K, Talk Through the Bible by Bruce Wilkinson. Okay. And if you just had those books open, you would go so much farther in your Bible reading than you ever have before. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's really uh, great information about the. Uh, I, I'm, even if I didn't have the other two books, uh, I was just listening to the you know going through the four gospels and actually in that order, because John being pretty much the simplest one, I, I think so. And then um, you know then you know then you said to go to Mark and then Luke and then Matthew. Out. Um, I'm going to get that Healy's uh, narrative uh, because be again. Helpful. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I think that's... Now, can you order that online? Yeah, if you go to Amazon, uh, they're up there. Okay, and it's called Healy's what? Bible Handbook. Okay, Healy's Bible Handbook. Uh, I'm yep. driving, so I can't write it down, but I can remember that. Okay, Healy's Bible Handbook. Okay. And I'm going to start... I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm ready to go. I, I really want to know... And I never thought of that. You made a good, good point, and that is to not only read the four uh, Gospels, but read them again and again, and, and get a really good understanding before you move on. Um, yeah, yes. so that's, I, I thank you, that's a, that's a huge help. It, it will be, and I, I think if you call me back in a month, uh, you will have a different perspective on the Bible. Yeah, because, oh, I love the Word, oh, I love it so much. It's not a, just a, it's not a thing of, I'll read it and I get, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, disenchanted with it and walk away from it. That's not the case. Um, yes. uh, but I, 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 I'm not a reader, but uh, you know, uh-huh. if something grabs me, and, and the Bible does, uh, I, I, I want to, I, I thirst for it, but I, get, I do get a bit disoriented where I, 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 I walk away from it, and I, I, you know, you can listen to all the commentaries, all everything you want. Uh, yes. There's nothing, there's nothing like uh, one-on-one with God, and, you, know, and, you know, so I, I well, know you, that. You said uh, that you like to listen to things, right? You're a better listener than reader. Did you? Did I hear you say that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so you do you have a smartphone or an, or a tablet? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the U version Bible on that? Oh uh, no. Have uh-huh. you have you downloaded the free app? It's called U version. Y O U version of the Bible. Okay, no, uh, I can't. Why? And it has. U-version. So if you download that for free, it has like maybe six or seven versions of the Bible that will actually read to you. You can listen to it audibly. Oh, that's beautiful. For free. Uh, yeah, I'm all about the original King James. I don't want any other. Uh, yeah, well, let me see. Uh, let me check real quick before you hang up and see if they have the King James that reads to you. Uh, okay. So let me look. I'm going to open it up here. Uh-huh. And... Yeah, I have nothing against the other ones. It's just I'm, I'm no, it's very okay. partial to the original yes. text. I respect that. Yes, the King James Version reads to you. Awesome. A, you got to get it. It's free. And then it's Y O U. Yep. Yeah, those two things. I, I'm on it. Uh, I'll be home in about cool. 15, 20 minutes, and uh, I'm going to order the Healy's uh, Bible uh, study and, and and download the U U U. What was it? U. I'm sorry. U Y Y O U version. It's the most popular Bible app on on our okay. phone on the phone, and uh, and it all you have to do is download. It downloads automatically. It, you download the version, 
and then it'll read to you chapter by chapter. That's how I listen and do my devos, and my wife does the same thing. I, I, I love it. It's such a cool tool. Now let me ask you something. Um, okay, I'm go ahead. Going audio. I'm still going audio. I, I, I is it there? My question is also: Should you actually read? Isn't there something about reading that is, I don't know, more grasping, more intimate with uh, than than listening? Uh, or, or not? I don't. I don't know. I'm asking. I think. I think both are is are great. I I do believe re, God gave us His Word in writing on purpose. Um, we find many times in the Scriptures that God asked for something to be written down so that we could read it. However, remember that many many believers, when they received a letter, like if they received, like the 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 let's say the letter to the Romans, when the letter came to the Romans. Many people in that day were illiterate so that they would hear the letter read to them. And, and I say, for me, it, what I, I think somebody should receive the Word of God the way that they can receive it the best. So for me personally, I, I can get way more out of reading than I do audibly. Um, I do both, but I probably read 90% and I listen 10% because I just learn better reading. My wife, on the other hand, uh, she learns very well by listening. And okay. so she listens a lot more than I do. She reads too, but she listens. So I just say, I just tell people, just get in the Bible the way that you can receive it. Because once it okay. gets into you, the Holy Spirit's going to bring it alive. Yeah, so so that was uh, so that was the thing. I didn't know if... Uh you know, if, if reading was more, I don't know, but you're saying that either or, as long as you're getting fed. And that's, that's great because now I don't feel so guilty when I don't actually sit down and open the book physically. No, I mean, with the tools that we have today, like the, the goal is to get the Bible in you. And if, if it's better to get in you by listening to it, then by all means, listen to it. Like that's okay. to me, that's the whole goal of Christian radio. Why we have a radio station because we want yeah. that word of God going out all the time, all day, every day, every minute of the day. And so, um, I say, just okay. get it in you and let the Holy Spirit use it. That's beautiful. All right, very good. Thank you so much. All right, God Daily bless you, Bible brother. study and you version. I got it. That's yes, sir. Very good. Thank you. Oh. All right. Bye bye. All right, 303-690-3000, great stuff, great, great stuff, the uh, great show today, uh, we're almost done, but let's see, let me go back to my phone lines and see what we have here, uh, it looks like, um, is it Nick, is Nick next, Kevin, Nick, let's go to line one, Nick in Loveland, Colorado, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going, Ed? It's good, Nick, what's up, bro? Hey, I was just wondering if you wouldn't mind just um, praying for everyone that I've ever hurt in my life, my heart, my soul, okay. my mind, my anger, okay. and ask God just to look after me. I will. Father, we, you know Nick, and you hear Nick's heart as he surveys his life, and he thinks of the people that he's hurt uh, because of his anger, and and he's beginning to feel the weight, Lord, as you reveal to him uh, the gravity of his sin. And I pray that you would minister to those, maybe even broken relationships, difficult situations. You'd bring healing to those that he's hurt. I also pray you'd bring healing to Nick, Lord, as you continue to deliver him from the bondage of sin and the bondage of his past. 
I also pray you'd bring him into the place where there's no condemnation and that he continues to reach out to those that will allow it and ask for forgiveness and that you would bring reconciliation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Ed. All right, bro. Let me know how it goes. All right, I will. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, let's move over to Ken in Denver, line three. Ken, welcome to the program. Hello, thank you for taking the call. You're welcome. Um, my question is on, I'm trying to read back through the Bible again, and I started at Genesis. It's taken a couple of days to get to, to the third um, verse and or third chapter. And um, I, my question was on the tree of life. Um, God talks about telling the man and the woman not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but he doesn't say that he, not to eat of the tree of life until he takes it away. I'm just curious, why is that, and did he need to eat of it before um, he ate of the tree of good and evil? No, that's a great question. Um, the, so the original answer, I mean, the, the original thing that would come to mind is the Bible doesn't specifically say why, but we can we can think through some principles as we know the nature of God. And, and I would say before sin, the tree of life was a part of their relationship with God. Uh, before the sinful brokenness, before their fall, before their rebellion against God, to eat from that tree would not harm them. Uh, they would continue to live in pure, in a pure, righteous relationship with God. But after this, after sin, after their brokenness, the only way to be relieved from death, or excuse me, from our sinful, the consequences of sin, is to be born again. Uh, and I believe that the, the that God restricted the tree of life after the fall because he did not want us to to live eternally under the brokenness of of our sin instead he had a different way he had a different path to deal with sin and it wouldn't be the tree of life it would be the cross where jesus christ would die and that would be the pathway to eternal life not that tree it would be a different tree wow Okay. Yeah. Very. Very. Understand. Yeah. I understand that completely. Uh, and then that That's leads a really me to good another insight. question. Oh, thank sure. you. Um, th- another question is that Adam knew. Um, it doesn't talk about like a mentorship or uh, obviously Adam or man was walking with God yes. for a period of time, and he knew yes. of things. Um, God didn't name the animals or, or birds sure. or anything. He let he let man do it. So how did man gain the knowledge if he didn't eat from the knowledge of good and evil? How did he gain the knowledge to know that the ground is ground, that fruit is fruit, that a cow is a cow? That's a great question. So let me ask you another question. Let me ask you a different question and see if I can't help you process this thoughts because that's really good too. When Adam and Eve were, were born or created, I should say, how old were they on the next day after they were created, how old were they? Um, I mean, they were, I don't know. It doesn't say how old, does it? It, it actually does. Is I mean, and it's not a trick oh. question, so I'm not, I'm not trying to trick you, but it'll sound that way. The day after they were created, they were one day old. Oh, right. Right, because, right they live for a day, <laughs> then two days. However, they were created as adults. We don't have the exact age. But they were one day old with the appearance and the knowledge of an adult. Okay. It was pretty obvious that, that he, he created man. Uh, it wasn't a baby. Uh, it was, it was uh-huh. a man. 
and so you know theories and some of the rabbis have said that that probably at the the age that Adam and Eve were created were to appear 30 years old so let's just use that we don't know for sure but they they had the appearance of an, an adult but they were only one day old and with that kind of thinking a couple of things that we can automatically uh, answer and one is answer your question they were they were created with that knowledge okay it okay. was just given oh, to wow. them just like they were created with that um, they were created perfectly in that scope of adulthood intended that it, without sin they would have lived forever I don't know how yeah. the Bible would have been how it would have come out but without sin they, they were perfect they were absolutely perfect in their relationship with God and in their knowledge and everything it's that's why Jesus is called the new the the new Adam or the second Adam because he's also. I was perfect, just thinking but, that. Um, if I can uh, interrupt, I'm sorry. Um, Paul, well, we only have we only have sixty seconds. So why so, is Jesus referred to the new Adam when Adam was created and Jesus wasn't? Why would that be? Why would he be considered Adam the second? It's Adam? symbolic because Adam brought it. The Book of Romans answers this. But Adam brought sin into the world. The second Adam dealt with sin. And that's why he's called. Adam, because of Adam, we were born in sin because it's, it goes down throughout humanity, through the, through the dad, through the man. Jesus is the second Adam, Paul says in Romans, that takes away sin. And he finishes it. 20 seconds, got to go. Come to church this weekend, Calvary Church. Go to calvaryco.church. Love you guys. Appreciate being a part of your life. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.